Congratulations, you are tuned into the number one podcast where life has no limits. Your host, Joan Kaler, is the founder of Joan Kaler Counseling and Consulting International. Joan consults with clients around the world to help them reach their full potential with emotional freedom techniques, chakra balancing, and cognitive behavior therapy. Joan is a sought-after speaker, trainer, and consultant. Now, here is Joan. Welcome back, everyone, to Life Without Limits, where there are literally no limits to what you can achieve. We were talking to Dan, or I was talking to Dan Zayner about his adventure program, but Dan is multifaceted. <laughs> Just like this dice here. I've got faces. <laughs> he is also an engineer, and he does this really cool thing, everybody. He's operations coordinator for NASA. Yeah, you heard that, NASA. Okay. He is coordinating teams that will build homes to go on the moon and Mars. Do I get the coolest guests or what? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, Dan, how? In the world, did you get involved with NASA? And when are we going to get to live on the moon? Yeah, so um, <laughs> it has a, been a winding road to get uh, to this, this research center. So um, uh, how do I begin? So our, we've got a grant at Purdue, Purdue University to lead this multi-university team. We've got uh, three other partners, uh, University of Connecticut, uh, Harvard, and I believe Notre Dame is in there somewhere. Anyway, there's four universities and we're funded by NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, for those who don't know the acronym, um, to, uh, for the next five years, essentially write the textbook for designing habitats that are resilient to all the myriad hazards that are out there on the moon and Mars. And my role in that is getting all the science C types to play nicely together and actually do the things they said they wanted to do. Um, and so putting the, the strategic plan together, um, distilling down the vision from the leadership to something folks can understand and then act upon and put all the tasks together and make sure everybody's on track and talking to each other and working together. That's, that's, that's my job kind of hurting the science cats. <laughs> Wow. Talk about team building. Yeah. It's been really interesting and a great way to apply all the things I've been learning from uh, my friend and mentor, Larry Atch, the retired Navy SEAL. Uh, the past two years, I've been studying with him on leadership and teams and now um, teaching his course, or part of his course on leadership and teams. And getting to apply that on this new team has been really exciting. Um, to get to your question of when we're going to be on the moon I don't know, <laughs> but um, some of the things we're going to have to take into account when we get there are um, there's no air, mm. first of all. There's no water. There's nothing to eat. Uh, there are no other people, and there are no plants. So we have to create an environment that's sustainable from a survival standpoint, but also from a personal health and sanity standpoint, which is very challenging. And on the moon, we have to be resistant to cosmic radiation and meteorite strikes and all sorts of things like that. 
when we move over to Mars, things get even more interesting because we have now a communications delay between the Earth and Mars of eight minutes one way. So when you call for help, nobody can hear you scream for eight minutes. So that is and one can slow get to broadband. You for eight months. Nobody can get to you for eight months. Yeah, there's only one, there's, it, it's an wow. eight-month one-way trip to Mars, and you can only launch at a certain window of the year when Mars is closest to Earth in our orbits. Otherwise, you're on the other side of the sun. So, that's one of the now, other here's big a challenges. question for you that I have. Why we aren't on Mars yet is because it's ridiculously hard to get anything to Mars, and even more hard to get something that is self-sustaining to Mars for people to live there. Whoa. And we all here on Earth just love it when Mars, not, we don't love it actually, when Mars goes into retrograde. Yeah, there you go. Because that just affects everything. Yeah, and yeah, there's lots of things on Mars that affect everything, like planet-wide dust storms that last for weeks. <laughs> and wow. Make it so that your solar panels aren't as effective and degrade everything by abrasion. Uh, you've also got no atmosphere. You've got some ice that might contain drinkable water if you melt it, but we don't know. Um, there are Mars quakes, like earthquakes, but we don't know how big they are or how often they happen or how they affect the ground underneath you like we do on Earth. Um, there's still radiation, lots of it on Mars. That's why nothing grows there. So here's an interesting question, Dan. Why would anybody want to live on Mars? Because we can. It gets back to the adventure part of okay, okay. We're, we're built to be explorers as yes, yes, we yes. always are looking over the next ridge for the next thing. Cause it, oh, cool. Have it in us to do that. So you're going to have an adventure team on Mars eventually. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, or I'll know people who do anyway, and I can live vicariously through them. Um, but uh, yeah, so the big challenges there, aside from getting 60 scientists to work together on, on anything, which is a challenge in itself, but um, getting these really big research questions answered of how do we protect a crew in that eighth month transit from radiation and then set up a habitat that is resilient to all these hazards that are out there that can repair itself or be repaired by astronauts and still be comfortable and livable and sustain the scientific mission that these people are going to have. It's a really big undertaking. So our part of that is not to go forth and build lots of big things. That's other parts of NASA. Ours is to basically build a test bed that mixes the best of supercomputing wizardry with the physical testing that we use for everyday civil engineering stuff. So shake tables and wind tunnels and you know, drop hammers and things like that to test parts of these potential habitats or maybe even scale down versions of them so that we can test as many of these different uh, case studies as we can before we start actually sending people to attempt to live on Mars. Wow, you're an outer space scientist. Yeah, which is really crazy. Like I never thought I would actually be able to do that when I was a kid. I always dreamed, like when I, when I was younger, I was 
I played a lot of computer games. One of them was uh, called Mech Warrior, where it was like the 31st century and we had colonized all of known space, like thousands of planets. And we were doing battle in these, you know, 30 foot tall war machines. I'm like, that would be so cool to be able to do something like that when I'm older. And look at where we are now. Exactly. I got to work wow. on, you know, nuclear submarine weapon systems for four and a half years. My first job out of school. And <sighs> I'm working on putting people on Mars. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Okay. Fascinating, fascinating information. Yeah. So if anybody wants to follow along with, with, with what we're doing, um, the, the center is called RETH, R-E-T-H-I, for Institute, Resilient Extraterrestrial Habitat Institute. Oh. And it's headquartered here at Purdue, the cradle of astronauts, celebrating our 150th year and the 50th anniversary of the, uh, the moon landings. Whoa. Our alumnus, well, Neil Armstrong. You're too young to remember this, but I am old enough that I do remember when Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. And I did watch it on the then black and white TV. And that was an extraordinary time. And I went to Muskingum That's University awesome. in New Concord, Ohio, where John Glenn. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Went he and Annie. Wow. The New Concord started out there. So that's my only connection. That's the thing that, that I love. Well, one of many things I love so much about space exploration is that it brings us together as a species. Yes. And it brings out the best in us. You know, all, all these, a lot of other things, you know, bring out various aspects of humanity, but there's nothing like trying to send people where they shouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> that brings out the best of humanity, the most exciting technologies, the most interesting people, the, the, you know, all of that comes out in the crucible of space travel. Well, the biggest adventure I've been on was this year when I went to Manila, Philippines. That oh. Yeah. 40 hours in the air, Oof. a little shorter than going to Mars. And then I've done, which is not that big of a deal. I've gone parasailing, but then after talking to our friend Larry, now um, skydiving is on my bucket list. I was going to say you're going to try kiteboarding, but yeah, skydiving. Skydiving. <laughs> I love to do stuff like that. I don't have yeah. any desire for bungee jumping. That just doesn't do anything for me at all. That's like having a suicidal ideation. So yeah. no, I'm not going to jump off a bridge attached to a rope, but I would definitely like to, go out of a plane that would be totally cool so i look forward to that especially tandem jumping with a navy seal <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i really look forward to that okay that's another story yeah okay. but that's another show as uh, elton brown show. would say on good right how exciting that. how exciting so glad what message do you want to tell the world for everybody who's listening and watching yeah, I think the biggest thing is that we all have a hunger, um, whether we know it or not, for adventure, and it is attainable. I'm I'm living proof. I started out as a you know guy who couldn't hike his way out of a paper bag, and and now I'm you know doing twenty hour, fifty mile endurance events with steel plates strapped to my back and going diving at night with Navy SEALs. You know, it's it's not unattainable to have this crazy life that you look back on and you're like. I did that. And, and the, the key element is perseverance. That's where it starts. It's that those, if you put yourself in situations where you have to persevere into the unknown and take the time to realize 
that some part of that at the end is going to be fulfilling and taking a little bit of time to reflect on how and where that in you is fulfilling. That's where it's, where it all starts. And then, and then putting the time on your calendar to do those kinds of things that help your soul feel alive regularly, whether it's, you know, writing or putting, you know, recording music or painting or going rucking, you know, for miles and miles into the woods or, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons with your friends. As long as it's something that involves persevering into the unknown and mm-hmm. learning and, and gaining fulfillment, mm-hmm. doing that regularly is going to take you amazing places. Podcasting and horseback riding. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right. Beautiful. Dan, is there any website that you want to direct people to if they want to do your adventures? Yeah. So um, anthemoftheadventurer.com is the best place. And then shortly there will be a link on there for for local adventures. Um, that will be how you can sign up for um, a group in your area or you can contact me about how to start one. Um, so it would be anthemoftheadventurer.com slash local adventure i'll send you the actual link i, I can't remember the url off the top of my head but. The itunes description for sure but i wanted to at least mention it verbally audio and video before including all forms of learning audio video and reading it it'll be there for the world for sure dan this has been beyond fascinating <laughs> thank it's you appreciate it you. Whoa. So I am going to thank all my listeners and viewers. Contact Dan if you want to have an adventure. All you gentlemen out there, it's time to have an adventure. And ladies yeah. too. <laughs> and ladies too. Let's see. We've have, got- have an adventure with me and talk to me about changing the energy of your environment. JoanKaler.com. So I'm going to thank you all for listening and watching. It's been so much fun to bring this information to you. Please share this with others because guaranteed this has been fascinating. And until next time, because remember, there are no limits to what you can achieve. Thank you all. See you soon. Contact Joan at joankaler.com for training, speaking, or consultation. Follow Joan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Remember to share what you learned today with others because there are no limits to what you can achieve.